Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Our guest this morning was speaking directly to me when I read on her website, the interior design process can often feel overwhelming. Yes, yes it can. I feel that way anyway. To me, it's like cooking. I love watching the shows and seeing what they do, but when it comes to a blank canvas or an empty pan, I always go to my tried and true basics, and they're usually really boring and bland. Jen Stevenson wants to help people like us. She's the founder and principal designer for The Curated Home, and Jen believes a home should nourish, comfort, and uplift us. Feels so nice, doesn't it? She's had over 22 years of experience in in residential real estate and home building, and is here to tell us more about how she helps to create experiences in the home. Good morning, Jen. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Morning, David. Good morning, Tara. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, Dave. So, Jen, from what I understand and from knowing you, you came from the financial world. I think, I, if I remember, you were a mortgage broker. Before that, you either worked on a ban- in a bank or a financial institute. All of a sudden, you are dealing with candles and flowers. So that, how <laughs> did that? Tra- what a transition! <laughs> yeah, how did that transition happen, and what? made you make the transition. Yes. So you're right. I was a university student at SFU taking communication and uh, finance TD Canada Trust was open eight to eight at the time. So very good hours for a student. Um, And as a kid, we moved around a lot. So home for me was always where we were, you know, every four years, whether we wanted to or not, we moved. And so I've always, whether it be my dormitory or a home, a childhood home that we were living in, I would always set it up with candles and pretty things and make it feel really nice. So that is not new. I just never knew my joy could actually be a career. So when did it happen? When did uh, when did you make the decision? I'm not a mortgage broker anymore. I don't want to, to deal with lenders and, and, and people that need my- I want to help them, you know, create a nicer living environment. Right. So as you know, probably your audience doesn't, um, Jeff and I have worked together for over 25 years. In Jeff real is her husband. My darling husband. <laughs> yes. So I was always unofficially doing it for our real estate clients. So I would meet and prep the properties, make the homes look really beautiful for our photographers. And so, as I say, it was, I just never imagined I loved it and it was so joyful, um, but I never thought I could monetize it or that anyone would actually pay me to do the things that I love doing. So it took an actual client. She had asked to hire me on the side and I kept referring her to other colleagues that I knew. And she quite sweetly, but directly said, you're not hearing me. It's you that I want. And so that was my probably first paid gig. Um, I, my joy job was at the pottery barn. I was Christmas help at the pottery barn and loved it. Um, so I would go in there and make people happy and hear all their stories about their home. And then a design firm recruited me. So I was doing both of those two things part-time along with real estate. And I think, you know, when Jeff turned 50, to be honest, you sort of have that life evaluation. And I just thought, if not now, when? I should really go out on my own. So I'd had many encourage me, but I think I just didn't have the self-belief, quite frankly, to do it until the economy turned in 2018 in terms of real estate. So that's when I started the curated home. So it's been quite organic. Well, tell us all about that business, the curated home. It's just, it's such a beautiful website. So all those words that you've been using, you feel it on the website. 
Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. And you know what? For me, that is, it's home. It's a feeling. Like, I think we can always make things look really pretty. And, you know, there's lots of, as you say, HGTV shows and products and stuff that are out there. But for me, it's never been sort of like the walls um, of a place. It's really like the people that live within it what's important to them and what they bring to the table. So I think even in coming up with the title, like the curated home, for me, it's, I spend a lot of time um, buying meaningful things that either have a story from travels or uh, I love the maker. You know, I really love their passion for how they do it or the materials that make it. So that's a lot of it, and especially in our culture now with Amazon and dropship, like everything being sort of instant. Mm-hmm. It feels for me a little soulless. And I think, you know, the pandemic taught us we have to love where we're living in the surroundings we were sort of forced to be within. And there wasn't truly a moment where I felt that I didn't love being home or coming home. And so it's about the things, but not in that sort of monetary or the product based. It's really how they make me feel. They remind me of travels where Jeff and I were or who gave it to me, who made it, that kind of thing. So I think that was sort of the origins of the business is wanting to like share that with others. So we've got um, about 1600 square feet downstairs and I basically just turned that into like a little boutique shop and I was ho- hosting pop-ups quarterly where I would bring in one of my makers. So one of my, the painters that I represent or a potter or something and invite them in and showcase their work. And it just organically grew like my own clientele. They would bring two, three people, friends that they knew. And then it was just sort of this like quarterly feel good in a home setting. So I think it felt really soft for people. Our guest this morning is Jen Stevenson, founder and principal designer of the curated home. So I went through your website and I got a headache. I have to admit (laughs) It can, wow. be, it can be completely confusing to people like me that have no clue how to, you know, make our home looks ni- look nice. So mm-hmm. what's the process you take a client through? Mm-hmm. Like someone like me that has no clue or Andy. as Tara said, <laughs> she loves it, but she doesn't know how to start. So what is mm-hmm. the process? Everybody says that. Everybody says they don't know what they're doing. They just sort of know it when they see it. I hear that a lot. Um, so I have quite an extensive um, intake form. So, you know, I'll have an initial meeting with a client and I'm asking practical questions like, you know, what are your needs? What is your budget? You know, what's the timeline? Those kinds of things. But I think sometimes the magic is actually underneath those questions where it's how do you want it to feel? So lots of times, as an example, I had a client that her two daughters are off to university and she wanted to renovate their childish childish bedrooms into spaces for them as university students. And when I walked in, I'm like, why is a mother, typical lovely women, a mother trying to spend her dollars on her daughters that no longer live there? We're going to make this home her home now, that this is a different chapter and stuff in her life. So you turned it into a gym, the, the girl's room. <laughs> a closet. <laughs> we, we called it the sexy wine lounge. Oh. So we did, we turned her dining room, which was no longer obviously hosting Thanksgiving dinners and big family functions into her book club room. And so, yeah, and that's why I say it's, it's asking those questions. Um, what does she want it to feel? How does she live? What activities does she do? She's a lawyer in town, works a ton. And so I think I wanted to create a space for her that obviously was beautiful and reflected her personality, but provided her a different feeling than she's no longer mothering young children. 
So when she comes home at the end of the day, everything feels like her, things she loves, colors she loves, fabrics she loves. And so that's a lot of the process is that initial sort of intake, um, asking those questions and sort of deciding how best to either spend or design or what is she truly in need of. And like what you'd said, most people say one thing, but it's actually meaning another. Hmm, it's it's nice uh, because I do, I have been into friends' homes that uh, really didn't have much part in the process and it doesn't feel like their home. It feels like what the designer wanted. Yes. And it's beautiful, but it doesn't feel like, like them and they're almost scared to touch things because yeah, it's- it feels like uh, a museum. I've yeah. been to, to some places like this as well that you don't touch anything and it's like, okay, let me look around. It's a museum. I, but you don't have to pay to get in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're so right. And do you remember when we were kids and you'd have the, the plastic furniture, the roped off yes. rooms? You were not, yes. So the curated home is the exact opposite of that. It's it's all about the tactile and the touch and the feel. And like I say, who, who made the thing and how it's made? It just has much more soul than mm-hmm. just the item in your home that just looks really pretty. Because that's not hard, quite frankly. And does it matter what your budget is? Because there are some people who are like, I, you know, I have $500 to spend and that's what I have to spend for the next two years on this kind of thing. Absolutely. You can it still does make not. that work. Yeah. And you know what? I think also, especially with the store in Inglewood, that was such a driver for me is I remember when I was a university student and the stores that made me feel welcomed where I didn't have a hope in heck of buying their sofa or their lamp, mm-hmm. but I took away a pair of linen napkins that just delighted me. So I had a piece of that right. and they never made me feel as though I was not welcome in their store mm-hmm. you know art galleries is another place you know often that feels you feel intimidated to go into yeah and I would say that certainly the home studio that's that's why I think people love coming into it is it feels really relaxed it's not pretentious it's very tactile and welcoming Mm-hmm. Our guest this morning is Jen Stevenson, founder and principal designer of The Curated Home. Jen, we have to take a commercial break. Following the commercial break, we want to discuss the new store that you're going to open this month, yes. which is going to be amazing. That's what we hear. My sweet baby, yes. Yeah, well, we will be back after the commercial. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. We're back with Jen Stevenson, founder and principal designer at The Curated Home. And as David mentioned just before the break, you're opening a new store. So tell us about that. I am opening a new store. Yeah. So Ingle- this month. This month, October the 21st. I actually feel confident enough in our construction schedule now to commit a date. <laughs> so That's a big uh, deal. It, yeah. Oh, yes, it is. It's been uh, just a joy, but many learnings. So I had an idea as to what I wanted it to look and feel like. So the intention with the design is that you are a guest in my home. So it's living, dining, bed and bath are sort of our four areas. Um, And going back to sort of that drop ship stores, transactional, it's completely the opposite of that. I wanted people to come and have it be a destination spot. And Inglewood is so beautiful Mm because it's park your car, 
grab a bottle of wine, hit a yoga class, maybe not in that order, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You'd be with sound asleep, yes, snoring. Yes. But it's, you know, it's sort of you park. And I'm, as I say, originally from Vancouver. And that is not rare there where you sort of go to these districts where you can, yeah, it's, there's residential mixed with commercial and retail. And I was really looking for something like that. And Inglewood fit that. So do you feel it's the right time to open a store? Because everybody's talking about interest rates and recession and taxes. the whole nine yards, taxes. Mm-hmm. But you, and you used to do everything in your home. You didn't have to pay rent. So do you feel this is the right time? And how many naysayers you had? Oh, that's funny you should bring that up. Yes. Everyone I know that owned retail said, don't do it. You don't need it. I mean, you've got this really amazing client base that knows what they're coming to. And I don't know, I think coming out of the pandemic, part of it, um, I view it as an offering for the city. Um, this city is uh, up and coming, really. Like Vancouver, as I say, cities like Toronto have a great furniture scene and home decor scene. Um, but I felt like Calgary was missing that, that sort of destination-y spot. Um, and yes, it's a store where people can buy products. But I also viewed it as I want to do those pop-ups or those destinations. So we'll have evening events quarterly where we're showcasing some of the floral designers that I work with, my potter, some artists and that. So I viewed it again like a home setting where people can come in and feel really welcome. And back to your question about budget, whether you leave with, you know, a $20 bar of something or it turns into a design project, like that's the intent that you're welcomed and that it's a beautiful place to spend time. Mm-hmm. And, and how do you think you're going to compete with giants like you mentioned, Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. What, what is the, the value add that you bring with your store that can take away from the shopping on Amazon? Exactly. I think the service, the level of service, I mean, I'm never going to be able to compete. It's a completely different business model. I mean, I don't ship things in 24 hours. You know, there's <laughs> items in stock and, you know, for custom furniture pieces, it can take upwards to 12 weeks, right? So how I think I can compete is that experience that we provide, how we make our customers feel and that it's so personal. It's not click your mouse, pay your transaction in your cart and you empty and something arrives at your door. It's a lot more, I think, soulful and experiential than that. What's one of the biggest surprises that you have found as an entrepreneur? Something you were not expecting? Oh gosh, biggest surprises. I would say how supportive people have been. I mean, you brought up naysayers. I think people are not doing it to to make you feel um, negative. I think they're doing it as a sort of, it's a lot of work and it really is. But I think I didn't realize when you love what you do, those days and the hours and the months and years of planning just disappear. Like I, as I say, I wish I'd done it earlier, but everything has led to this point type mm-hmm. of thing. So that surprised me how you can spend so many hours in a day working, quote unquote, but it just feels like, oh, I just can't wait to share this with everybody. You have any life lessons as an entrepreneur you can share? Some, a nugget for a, a new entrepreneur just starting out? I think that you can do it. Start in your basement and then (laughs) (laughs) have a really patient, lovely husband. Scale. Yes. Yes. Um, I think the self-belief, I really, I think for me, that was the biggest struggle. I mentioned that at, at the top is just because it comes fairly naturally and I'm a thirsty learner, like it's just, it's so joyful. I think assuming that that's not, um, of value, Right. And I think as entrepreneurs, is it enough? You know, will people pay you money to provide this good or service or whatever? I think just that belief in yourself to Mm. just 
trust what it is that you envision and you can execute it. There's going to be plenty of naysayers. There's going to be plenty of practical business reasons why something will work or not work. But I'm a really big believer in more of an abundant mentality. I mean, the 2 a.m. moments we lay awake at night and doubt and wonder are real. Mm -hmm. But I think to sort of put those in perspective and entrepreneurs, we have that can-do attitude. You just carve your own reality. And I really believe that's possible. You seem to be very intentional with the word joyful. You've said it a lot in this interview, <laughs> and uh, which I love. Where does that come from? Have you always had that or did you need to work to get to that place? I think I'm a naturally optimistic person, but I think I've had, quite frankly, you know, lots of personal loss and, you know, death in the family and moving around a lot. I mentioned that too, that no matter where we were, we did it together. My parents were like really wonderful at we were a team. And so I don't know. I think joy comes from me from home and creating that and then sharing it. I think that's a big part of this business is it's just there truly is not a day I don't come home and feel excited about spending time and wanting to share that. And so that's joyful. There's lots of negative news and lots of reasons why mm -hmm. not to be. So yes, it's a choice, but I think I'm wired pretty optimistically and I live a pretty blessed life too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Our guest this morning is Jen Stevenson, founder and principal designer of The Curated Home. So Jen, when we tried to uh, set this interview, you told me, uh, I have two installations. You are so engaged in the process. Um, so how do you kind of take this process and, and get involved in each and every one of them? Yeah, I, that's probably if I was to say a negative thing, and literally I was just chatting with one of my staff about that this morning, is just that the need to step back or to empower your staff. Like I definitely like to have, you know, be in the driver's seat and know what's going on and have control. But I think in obviously this business setting where it's a store and there's only so many hours in the day and I do love my life. I don't want to be there 24 seven. I think you have to learn to surrender that and to bring the right people. So that's actually been something that's been great about the store is I knew I wanted somebody younger that has that energy and all the techie skills that I do not possess. And then I wanted a couple of, you know, middle or older women like myself and older sort of that could mother me and reassure me in those doughty days, but also that have seen it all, done it all, but together. I'm a really big believer in teams and the collaborative process, both with the client, but also what are my blind spots and how hiring and bringing people on that will cover those off. And they're really good at their side of it so that I can stay in the creative and stay in the leadership position and then continue to evolve the business. So Tara, what did we have here? Teamwork, collaborate, delegate, and surround yourself with people that's smarter than you in mm -hmm. some areas. Natural born leader. <laughs> that's, that's it. Clearly you're creating I think we, a team. I think we can close the show exactly. now. <laughs> I think you should just write a book. The end. <laughs> well, we t David and I talk a lot about leadership and the importance of cultivating uh, core values and living those values within an organization. So how do you ensure that you do have the right people on board? Do you take a long time to interview? Like, how do you make sure 
that the people are driving with you? I think I, when I was thinking about it, because husband, wife, as you know, David, Jeff and I have always just organically worked together. We didn't sit down and say, these are your tasks. These are mine. I think that marital side of it, there's just the simpatico that we have. I could look at him and know, okay, he's having an off day and I'll pick up the slack here, there and vice versa. So it was a struggle. I I really will say, Mm. I, I think I got quite heady about it and thought, all right, what do I love to do? What am I good at? And what is the overall need for the business? And so what type of person am I needing? So some of it's values-based. A lot of it's instinct for me, uh, you know, in real estate and, and even as a, you know, property manager. Tenants I've had, it's all about that feel. Uh, just getting a feel for somebody where our values are aligned has to be really, really critical. And that they're a we person. I'm all about the we instead of the me. Yes, this is my business, but it's better together. It's better with the client's input. It's better with the staff's input where everyone feels seen and heard. And that, but we're all on the on the grand mission. So I think the staffing need having having those gaps fulfilled and and sort of adding to that. I assume the communication is pretty constant with you. Consistent. The communication is that's always where the breakdown is. Mm. Right? Is that something that you really focus on with your teams and working with your husband? Yes. Yeah. And I think the learning for me has been in having to itemize it instead of it being more organic when it's, you know, your spouse or your best Mm. friend or whatever. You sort of, you know, you know how each other rolls. So I think figuring that out and and itemizing that in more of, I would say, a heady way, you know, what needs doing, what are the tasks, what, what, you know, who's going to take care of this and who's going to take care of that. So you're right, communicating that. But I've actually had to learn to do it because it's been almost like this. Yeah. Inside job, really. Right. Jen, you know, Tara would like to talk with you about candles and plants later. Uh, however, I'll, I'll hook you up. However, we got to the end of our show. Thank you so much for being our guest. It was a pleasure and good luck with your new store. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges.